Welcome to the Magic Hour with Paulie Malinaji. Proudly representing his hometown of Brooklyn, New York. Paulie Malinaji is a two-time world champ and Showtime boxing analyst. Joined by his sidekick, the world-famous Peter Cards, they break down boxing better than anyone on the planet. This is the Magic Hour. Ladies and gentlemen, introducing Paulie Holy Malinaki, Peter Carr, Steph Nine. We're back for the magic out. Or are we getting spoiled? Are we the ones that are spoiled because we're doing two shows in a row? I'm spoiled. What are we doing over here? You guys are crazy. Well, it's nice consistency so far. <laughs> two in a row. Yeah, two in a row. One in a row. That's, that's, uh, what do they say? Uh, two's, one is a crowd or something. Two is a, two is a group. What is, what is that saying again? Three's a crowd. Three's a crowd. What's two if three's a crowd? Yeah. Uh, two's, a, uh, two's a party? I don't know. <laughs> Come on, bro. You guys, you guys are messing up my saying over here. All right, well, whatever. We got two in a row and the three of us. The gang is back for more. And, uh, you know, the big news of the day, well, there's always news here, but the big news of the day is uh, is uh, the Canelo thing. The Canelo thing, uh, he got six months suspension. And uh, – Canelo, uh, Canelo got six months suspension, which is not a surprise. You know, we weren't expecting a, a big suspension. Uh, uh, another thing that's not a surprise is uh, Dan Rayfield was defending him. Well, that's not a surprise. <laughs> well, we have uh, a lot of groupies in the media, starting with uh, the what, – what do they call ESPN? What do, what do they call ESPN? Is the, the, the leader in sports network or something? What do, they, what do they call themselves? The fucking morons? What do they, what do they say? <laughs> Fuck. What a shit network. The liberals. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. Seriously. Um, but but uh, uh, they, they hired this guy who's actually defending Canelo, uh, saying that it's a harsh punishment. Uh, because, harsh punishment? Yeah. Because he's going to lose out on one payday. Um, so we're going to pull He would have fought now in September. Instead, he's only going to fight in September or whatever. So we should start a GoFundMe for Canelo, raise some money. Yeah, for so it's a punishment. Yeah. It's a $20, 25000000 million punishment. The problem is that I and I wrote to him. I got into like a mini argument. Obviously, he couldn't hang, so he stopped answering. Because uh, believe me, I wouldn't. I wouldn't expect him to try to hang with me because he he's can't can't, oh, can't, can't yeah he can't shine my shoes on on boxing. <laughs> but but the the problem is he was actually trying to make like uh, this was uh, uh, a harsh punishment and um, you know it was uh, it's natural that uh, this the, the first time offender he got with the punishment is for a first time offender if they admit it. The first funny with Nevada if you admit it. You get a one-year ban if you're if you're a first-time offender, but if you admit, it, you get six months. So, I don't know what that has to do with anything. If you, I think admitting it is getting caught on a test. No, I mean, wouldn't that wouldn't that wouldn't that constitute admitting it? You know, so so he got six months, and uh, then Rayfield said, you know, that was uh, what he's supposed to get and whatnot. And my problem is that you're not talking about you're just going into the bare facts. You're not talking about how this rule should be changed, how how you should probably include in this punishment. Mandatory two-year strict random regular drug testing. You know what I'm saying? All year and round. the commission, yeah, all year round random drug testing. Two years, two for two years in a row, uh, on a regular regular basis. Um, this should, you know, that this should be part of the punishment as well, and the commission should pay for it. You know, uh, or, or his promoters should pay for it as a punishment as well, um, uh, or he should pay for it. 
is making that kind of money. Uh, a fine, even you know, a fine would also be something. You know, my problem with Dan Rayfield is he's opinionated when it's not when it's not his business to be opinionated. Like he'll complain about a fight that actually is is a really tactical fight because he has no fucking clue he's watching. So he'll complain about it, say that's boring, but then he won't give an opinion. On something like this, he'll make like, well, that's the way he's supposed to get. He got, he got with the Nevada. He makes like he's just a fact writer, you know. And then you got these, these, these dick suckers on 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 Twitter that actually get his back. And like, well, Dan can't give an opinion like that. Well, yes, he can because he does when he's not supposed to, and when he when he's fucking dead wrong. So he's he don't grow a pair of balls and 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 give an opinion on something that you, when you're fighting for what's right, you know. Uh, the problem is, you know. Dan likes to be friends with all the promoters. He likes to be friends with all the all the um, the media guys, and, and so, he secretly wants some computerol for his diet. Yeah, and and secretly that would help him too. But, but my my issue, I don't like the two face shit. I don't like defending this shit. Um, and yeah, you know, I, I think I think there's a big problem in boxing. I think anybody who go who is who is uh, uh, past a certain age uh, and still fighting at a high level is probably uh, under uh, under some um, uh, scrutiny, some uh, some uh, suspicion. Uh, you know, I, you, you can't, here's the thing with me, man. People talk about, oh, you pick some guys. I can't pick all the battles, guys. You know what I'm saying? I can't pick all the battles. Otherwise, I'll be fighting the battle by myself. You know what I'm saying? Like, trust me. I hear what everybody says. I hear what everybody's getting at. You know what I'm saying? And I, and I get it. Trust me. I, I get, I'm not stupid. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know who, we, we have a problem. We have a problem in more ways and some of the big names. And yes, okay, I get that too. You know what I'm saying? Some of these guys also have to end up doing it. Uh, they don't have to do it. They choose to do it, but choose to do it because you know what? They feel like the guys below them are 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 making more progress than them, and and they shouldn't because they're not as talented as them. So you know what? If this less talented guy is gonna get past me, then you know I'm gonna start doping too, and this way you know I keep him where he belongs, which is below me. You know, and, and that's a big temptation because you see a a complete bum who sucks, but now he's got oxygen that never ends. And and, clear, and increased power and oxygen and increased power in boxing can can really overcome skill a lot of times. You know what I'm saying? So so you know you end up having these guys that and wind up into the situation where they're good, but because they see these these guys who probably be average club fighters or or average guys, uh, you know, doing this stuff and 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 getting to a level where they might beat them, they they end up having to do it too. You know, it's just you're it, it, it's it's almost one one hand one hand scratch and one hand washes the other, and it's it's, it's a building block, and they just go on and on and on. And you know, that's why it's like you, 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 you try to, you try to, uh, uh, you, you try to, to fight for what's right, but you know, you're almost like some of these guys are almost in a situation where they really have to make certain decisions. You know, I, I'm, I'm lucky. I was able to be able to say, Hey man, I have a TV job. I've done this the right way. I'm, I'm going to get out of here. You know, uh, I'm going to bow out, you know? Hey Paul, it's, it's you know, it's the same as, it's the same as baseball twenty years ago. Barry Bonds, so I'll tell you, tell you where the problem is. So yeah, it is bad. Like Barry Bonds twenty years ago, exactly. See McGuire and Sosa, and he's saying, you know, he's he's a guy who you know probably better than them, and saying, no man, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm mean, not gonna take my shine, you know. But then you have the guys like Griffey and Frank, Frank Thomas, Thomas who said Griffey and Frank Thomas who said, nah man, I'm gonna do this right, you know. Some guys bite on the temptation and go to the dark side. Uh, some guys are the Anakin Skywalker. They go to the dark side, and some guys are, you know, Luke Skywalker. They don't get to the dark side. You know what I'm saying, even though you know, it's even though the, the even though even though the temptation is there, he doesn't get the, the Star Wars reference. But you know, uh, for us Star Wars fans like myself, maybe you, Seth, and maybe everybody else, you know, you, you'll get the reference. You know, it's it's tough. It's tough. It's a tough situation. You know, because you know that dark side is pulling you, and and it's you know showing you a lot of good things. You know, and it's not as cut and dry as it is in the movies where you can see what's bad and what's good, you know, and behind the scenes there's a lot going on, you know, so so it's really it's really difficult and it's a really tough situation to it's a really tough situation to solve. And when the powers that be do not get involved in it, 
it's even more difficult to figure it out behind the scenes with when these with these athletes have to make these choices and these decisions and whatnot, you know? So it's, it's really tough. I'll give you an example, bro. At the end of my career, I realized I was getting older, bro. I realized I was getting older and I was starting to fade, you know? But I also realized I had more fame than I had at any other point in my career. So if I'm able to stay at a high level with the fame that I had achieved, I'm going to get paid a lot more money for my high-level fights than I did earlier in my career, you know? So we're talking millions of dollars, you know what I'm saying? So, so you know, the temptation is there, you know? But, like, I got to be able to get up in the mirror and get up and look at myself in the mirror in the morning, you know what I'm saying? So I said, you know what? I can probably dope up and, and, and fight into my 40s and, and make a lot of money because now my, the level of fame I have, everybody knows me in boxing. So now if I'm winning at a high level and everybody already knows me, I'm going to probably be able to cross over and whatnot, you know? But I, I got I to be able to look at myself in the mirror. I mean, don't get me wrong. That's not to say that these other guys can't look at themselves in the mirror. Some guys are just sh shit people. And, you know, even if they cheat and whatnot, they still have to look themselves in the mirror just fine, you know? Especially especially the ones. You know, there's some guys that are going to be world-class anyway. And they're going to and they're gonna dope just to keep, just to not let the shit ones pass them. But, so, and, and I, I'm not saying that's forgivable. But, man, those guys are almost forced to do it. Because you got these fucking shitbag club fighter type fucking fighters who are literally just oxygen. Just, just a, a blaze of, of, of energy and, and power and, and because they're doped up and, you know, your skills aren't able to overcome it because you're not able to keep them off you because their con, their pace is just ridiculous, you know? So, so it's just, you know, it's, 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 that's the problem, bro. Those guys like that are the problem, you know? And, and it forces everybody else to start, you know, thinking twice about what the, what the hell's going on, you know? Like, and, and those are the easiest guys to really be able to detect, you know what I'm saying? Those are the easiest guys, you know, Canelo's a skilled guy, you know what I'm saying? He doesn't fight at a very fast pace. My my problem with him was he looked like he didn't fit. He looked like the Incredible Hulk. Like literally, he looked like he used to be Bruce Banner. Now he's the Incredible Hulk. Like <laughs> he couldn't fit into his skin. Like the last couple of years, he was looking like his shirt was too tight. Except it wasn't his shirt; it was his own skin. Hey, Paul, uh, you know his, his power is tremendous as he moves up in weight. He's actually getting stronger, knocking more guys out cold and whatnot. I mean, it was crazy. Hey, so, Paul, does Pete get that reference? Incredible Hulk reference? Does he understand it? Uh, Pete, yes, I get that one. Pete, All right, good, good. Yeah, I was just wondering if you guys watch Gape One before or after Star Wars. <laughs> well, there's not, Star Wars is kid friendly, so there's oh. no point. There's no point. <laughs> I'm not born in Star Wars, and so I'm none of that. You know, but yeah, so we were, uh, you know, it's just a, it's it's a shame. It's hard to detect. It's a hard, sense. yeah. It's hard That's to one detect. of the best points I've I've heard you make about this whole thing is that there's some guys that like shouldn't be anywhere, mm -hmm. and it's so obvious that they're. Yeah, and those are the guys that you can see. You know, those are the guys that, you know, they can't skill it, so they fight at a, a crazy pace. They have to win by throwing a million punches. Uh, they have to, you know, they have to, you know, it, it's they, they're not able to control the pace. And then there's certain fighters that are so good, you know, like Roy Jones failed the drug test, but let's face it, man. Then Roy Jones was able to actually control the pace. He was that skilled. He was able to actually control the pace. So you couldn't really, like, pin it on him. You know what I'm saying? You couldn't say, like, because this guy's not fighting at a crazy pace. You know, his power's not over the top. He's just super skilled. He's knocking some guys out, but he's not knocking everybody out. And he's not blazing through them like that. You know, like, he's actually skilling them. Like, hitting, not getting hit, making them pay on counters, whatnot. You know what I'm saying? It's it's crazy. He's not bouncing off the walls with the with the crazy amount of energy that you're just like, all right, man, well, what is this guy on? You know, so so it's like, the more skilled they are, the, the, the more it is hard to detect. Like, you can't give me the bullshit that these media guys like Dan Rayfield give about, oh, you can't. You can't blame anybody until they fail the test. Because by then, they already got you, you fucking idiot. By then, you've been had already. You know what I mean? If the guy fails the test for you to realize he was cheating, you've been had already for the guy's whole career. You know what I'm saying? You want to point the finger like, at him now that like he's Like with Margarito with the, with the loaded hand wraps. We've all been had. You know, even I didn't see that one coming. You know what I'm saying? Like some dopers, I see it coming. Some dopers, you're not even going to catch. And I say, yeah, I see it coming. You know what I'm saying? But, 
But a guy like Margarito, yo, man, I believe, I'll, I'll tell you, he had me. I think I think he had everybody. Nobody, nobody thinks you can get away with that in this day and age, and he was getting away with it. It was crazy, you know what I'm saying? So if it takes somebody to get caught, you've been had, bro. And that, and that's more aggravating, you know what I'm saying? But So I think everybody should use a little bit of common sense, and it's very, very difficult. It's very, very difficult. You know, I had somebody today while I was arguing on Twitter try to blame me for my Sinchenko stoppage. Oh, what were you on for the Sinchenko stoppage? That was, that was that whole fight was 90% jabs and, and slick defense. You know what I'm saying? I called his eye just with a snappy jab. You know what I'm saying? Like, that wasn't a, a, a stoppage where it was like I was, I was out, out, out strengthening the, the bigger guy like, like Pacquiao did Cotto Margarito. You know what I'm saying? Or crazy pace. You know, I literally threw 90% jabs. I, I, I measured the occasional right hand. Couple of good body shots and, and a really slick, smart defense. You know, I was one of I. It was actually a boxing master class. You can't sit there telling me Pacquiao against Cotto is a boxing master class. This guy just throws a million punches, gets hit whenever he wants, doesn't doesn't feel it, and just keeps punching right through Cotto till Cotto's worn out. It's not a boxing master class. That's called you're a retard if you can't tell what the fuck he was on. You know, what I'm <laughs> you know so so it's like. I, you know, there's, it's, it's, it's a shame because you, you try to tell people to use common sense, but I think this is a very difficult sport to comprehend. So even people's common sense, it's very hard to, to really play that. You common know, even that. Canelo, I was thinking, you know, his common sense is not that common. Canelo wasn't fighting a crazy pace. I'll be honest, he probably didn't throw a lot of punches for a lot of the fights. You know, he fought at a quarter to slow pace, but you know, he's, he's, his skin is like, I'm not a bodybuilding expert, but his skin was just looking weird. You know what I'm saying? Like, look, like I said, his body looked like it didn't fit into his own skin. Like, he was getting peeled back. Like, it looked like he was going to have, like, a, an alien come out of him. You know what I'm saying? Like, the movie Alien, like, it was, like, crazy. You know, his, his, the amount of power he had coming up these weights, you know, he's at middleweight now, and he has a crazy amount of strength and power at that weight. Um, you know, and then, and then he's taking these shots from Golovkin. I mean, we've seen Golovkin hit guys half as hard and they go down or knocked out. You know what I'm saying? He's taking these flush shots from Golovkin and not feeling them. And yes, you fucking imbecile retards. PEDs will help you take a better punch because some PEDs are also stimulants. And stimulants make you more live. So you can take a better shot. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, that? PCP, they fucking pick up cars and shit. You know what I'm saying? They're alive. <laughs> you nothing, they get hit with bats and they keep going. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I think not PCP, but what I'm saying is the example of a stimulant helps you take a better punch. Well, John, John Jones played Coke, right? On MMA. Yeah. You, see, you ever seen a Coke at a nightclub? You're going to get into a fight and he's out of his mind? Yeah, that's another one too. Exactly. You know, so get this fucking dog away from my jacket before I kick him in his face. <laughs> Animal brutality, cold dog. He always, yeah. he's always trying to go through my. Like if I leave my jacket hanging on a chair or something, this dog's obsessed with like pickpocketing you. He's the weirdest <laughs> dog. He tries to go in your pockets. Tyson, he's a, he's like a thief, you know. And he looks, all he looks is for tissues and napkins. Like he's obsessed with eating tissues and napkins. What a weird, like he's like a fetish and feet, right? You ever seen? He, he puts his toys on your feet and he tries to like bite them off your feet. <laughs> yeah, he's like, what? It's just a weird thing, man. I don't know. It's crazy, dog. Well, that's the thing. I mean, that was, that was the big news for today. You know, I, I, it's a bit, it's frustrating when you see the people that are in power situations. I, cause yes, regretfully, I have to say Dan Rayfield's in a power situation because at a network like ESPN, even if they're the biggest fucking retards on, on sports television, there's still a, a network that gets a lot of views and they have a lot of influence. So you would love to see them actually have a positive influence on this and actually grow some balls because you're in a position to have balls and really push this the right way. Instead, they don't. Instead, they hire guys like this who, who fucking actually cheerlead this bullshit and push the agenda and then protect the agenda at that, you know? So, so it's really, really a shame. Another thing I was saying today about uh, 
uh, Rayfield with Rayfield was, what about the guy saying his punishment is a, is a depth because he's losing $25 million? I said, what about the fact that he was in the position to make the money to begin with? You don't know how long he's been on this fucking drug. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, this guy would have been knocked off already, bro. You don't understand. This guy throws four punches around. You know what I'm saying? Like, he doesn't work, at, you know, he doesn't work nearly hard enough every round. He wouldn't hit as hard as he does if he wasn't on this shit. So, his power wouldn't bail him out of these fights. Like, you're in a situation where the guy shouldn't even be here. You're talking about he's losing $25 million. The guy shouldn't even be here to begin with. Somebody else should have got this, should have been in the position to get here. Somebody else should be in the position to get some of these magazine covers, sponsorships. This is what the problem is. And again, I'll bring up Manny again. Somebody else should have got those magazine covers. Somebody else should have got these sponsorship endorsements. You know, it's, 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 it's a crazy shame. Nike, another hypocritical company, they sponsor every fucking PED user that exists. Then as soon as they fail a drug test, they make like they want nothing to do with them. As if you didn't fucking realize they want to <laughs> to begin with. You hypocrite fucks. This is the problem with corporate America when you combine it with sports. And what about Nike was, was Manny's biggest sponsor. Yeah, and, of course, no, but, but in then, general, in all sports. And then, you know what I'm saying? And then um, when, when he said that thing about gay people because of his religious yeah. beliefs, they yeah. dropped him for that. Yeah, then they dropped him for that. <laughs> so you're allowed to be a dumb bad until you, you get you caught. Can't, you can't be, a bad, you you can't be a religious you and can't have be religious. Yeah, I was, I was Hey, what was yeah, but they're talking about. Wait, hold on priorities? a second. They they talk about how he's losing out on twenty five million. He's made a hundred million because of the drugs. Yeah, yeah. You know? and, and I, like I said, this is Canelo. I don't want people to misunderstand. Canelo's not one of those guys that I think was poor without the PEDs. I just don't think he was he was anywhere near as good either. You know what I'm saying? This guy gets away with a lot because of his power and, and his ability to take a punch too. You know what I'm saying? Like he's he's. He's got insane power that has bailed him out. He doesn't work at a crazy rate. He doesn't have a. He's allergic to a jab, so it's not like he'd win these crazy. It's not like he'd he'd be outboxing these kind of guys in 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 other situations. You know what I'm saying? He's he's in there. He has to be in the pocket and fight. He's not a bad fighter. I'm not trying to tell you he's. I actually think he's more skilled than like a Manny Pacquiao, for example. Who I think only won because he's just a whirlwind of oxygen, you know, and power. But but you know, I I I, I think uh, um. And I, by the way, I got some shit today because of uh, uh, I, I mentioned that uh, Lonito Donaire, somebody else was saying Lonito Donaire should be praised for being the only guy to be on 365 a year, seven days a week, uh, random drug testing with Vada for so many years. And I said, yeah, that, that is actually the best Filipino fighter of this generation. But because of PDs, you don't even realize it. You know what I'm saying? So you put this guy skill for skill against Manny Pacquiao, skill for skill on the same platform with, with, without PEDs, and that's actually not even close. Monito has a, a, a crazy amount of creativity. He can transfer offense to defense and defense to offense much more smoothly than Manny can. He's not bouncing all over the place for no reason. Manny literally bounces all over the place for no reason. He has not a fight. So he not, I don't want to say he's not a fight, but he burns so much energy because he, he has no clue how to save it because he's always had so much energy because of this shit. You know that Monito is just a more fluid, more natural, more, better fighter, and, and he's bigger, and he's bigger and, and can go through more weight classes naturally, actually, because he's at Nonito legitimately is my height. Man, he's literally a midget, bro. It's crazy. Nonito's my height. He can literally have gone through the weight classes and still he was already too small at featherweight. This is what a natural what happens to a natural fighter. You know what I'm saying? Nonito should be getting crazy amounts of credit for going through four weight classes. Because that is a lot of weight classes to go through naturally, bro. Four weight classes is a lot of weight classes, bro. That goes to show you, bro. Again, I don't I don't want my guy sit here blaming every single person, but again. You start going through a lot of weight classes, bro. This is what look at Nonito Donaire. He was who was actually big at his weight. He still topped out at featherweight. He wasn't strong enough to even deal with Nicholas Walters, who was a big, strong featherweight, but he was basically he wasn't the most skilled guy either. He was a strong featherweight who outmuscled Nonito Donaire. You know, so so think about when you're dealing with a natural fighter, what you're dealing with here. You know, and Nonito doesn't get anywhere near the credit he deserves because why? Because compared to any PED generation fighter, Nonito's accomplishments are average. It's, uh, 
and it's it's disgusting. It's fucking ridiculous. It's crazy, and the, the fan just gets stupider and stupider because you have guys like Dan Rayfield protecting this agenda. You have nobody on television talking about it. You have everybody pushing this bullshit, and it just happens over and over. Holy. Well, what was Dan? What was Dan's record when he boxed? What did, how did he? Do? Uh, you know, he was I'm undefeated. Not, I'm not even one of those guys that says you have to have box because it's not about that. You know, I, I do think boxing is one of those rare sports where you probably to understand it fully, fully, you either have to have done it or you should be in the gym literally every day for years. You know what I'm saying? If you're in the gym every day for years, you start to understand a lot. You know, and you know, not on not in the gym on media day where people only talk about it and show you what they want to show you. You know. Literally, if you have never done this, you need to actually hang out in the gym. Maybe go on the cover or whatnot. You know, not that it's easy for Dan to go on the cover because it's impossible. <laughs> but I'm saying, in general, you know what I'm saying? Like, you need to actually be around, camps. be around the environment in general. You know what I'm saying? To really figure it out the feel of, of what this sport is. It, it, the sparring sessions, the fights, everything. You watch how fatigue affects fighters when you because you'll see it in the gyms and you'll see it in the fights and whatnot. It's really, really difficult. So, yeah, boxing is, and combat sports are probably, in general, much more difficult to comprehend because they're things that, you know, people will never have done in their life. People will go to the park and play a game of football or, or soccer, as we call it here, or, or, or uh, basketball or hockey or whatever. You know, they'll play it in their life. But you're not going to get into a fight more than 20 or 30 seconds of your life. You know what I'm saying? The, the street fight even, you know, where, where the mental part of the game really comes into play and the fatigue and all that other stuff. And you survive it and you have to figure, figure things out while you're tired and beat up and, and, and stay calm and whatnot. It's, it's a different, different game. And understand how fatigue actually comes and affects you and how it doesn't affect you when you're on PDs and all that other shit. And, and you'll start to see the common sense of some things. You know what I'm saying? Uh, how you'll see how when guys go up and weight or go up against bigger guys, their power is irrelevant. So I don't care how many weight classes they had a featherweight. They're not going to have those, those knockouts. Those, I'm, 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 I don't care how many knockouts they had a featherweight. They're not going to have those kind of knockouts or that kind of, or that kind of respect for their power at welterweight. Because there are people going to say, oh, well, Maynard didn't get a knockout at welterweight. But he had Josh Claudio who survived against him because he could Josh realize how strong he was. Cotto got knocked out. Margarito got his face broken. Don't give me the bullshit about this guy didn't carry his power at Walterweight because he did. All right? Don't give me the fucking bullshit because when guys were respecting his power to that degree at Walterweight, he had I me mean, to carry it up the power. Okay? Carry up a lot of power. Because when you go up in weight, that many weights, and you do it naturally, you wind up like Nonio Donaire against Nicholas Walters. Nonio could not get his respect for his power when hitting Nicholas Walters. Nonio punched like a mule kick at flyweight and then banked him. He was hitting hard. He was knocking guys. Remember what he did to Dick, Victor Chinion when he knocked him out with the world title? That's how hard he was hitting. He got to featherweight. He could not get his respect at the weight class. That's what happens when you move up in weight, okay? I don't care if Pacquiao was getting less knockouts at welterweight. Guys were respecting his power. They weren't fighting as much. They were getting defensive like, like Claudio. They were getting their face broken like, like Mongarito. They were getting stopped like, like uh, Cotto. Shane Mosley stopped throwing punches and stopped fighting in general. Okay? That means the power is affecting people. Okay? This makes them affecting their decision making. Stop with the bullshit. Okay? Stop with the bull. I'm sick and fucking tired of these jerk-offs in this sport. I said it today. I tweeted I stand by it. If I was not working in this bullshit sport, this bullshit business, I would literally not even watch a fight anymore. I could care fucking less about it. It's getting to that point. And Mosley, speaking of which, is we have something in common. Mosley fought Canelo mm -hmm. and Pacquiao fought Canelo. Yeah. yeah. Mosley fought Canelo. Pacquiao fought, fought Mosley. They both yeah. fought Mosley. Yeah. Canelo convincingly beat Mosley. But Mosley was like yeah. trying. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. With Pacquiao, it was so obvious. Yeah. Ask, ask Mosley who yeah. hits harder. Yeah, no, no. Mosley told me that Pacquiao hits the hardest he's ever been hit. You know? so, it was crazy. It just shows you. It was crazy. But also, you know, not that Mosley should be talking because you know Mosley fought right. forty-seven himself. So, 
you know, uh, but but in general, he knows that you don't use yeah, one, definitely. and he'll protect one too, like, like, Falco, he did, yeah. like he did with Canelo in this whole uh, thing, you know. But uh, it's whatever, you know. Um, you know, you can really it, you really uncover who the cheaters are, and who they aren't, because you'll see who gets pissed at a guy like Canelo or, or a guy like Pacquiao, because the clean guys really are are offended by shit like this. You know, what I'm saying when you're clean, you get offended because it, you realize how badly it hurts you that you can't accomplish what these guys are accomplishing because they're 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 being dirty. So it also comes out like who gets more offended and who, and when they, you get guys like Mosley who are, who are backing these guys, like, no, they're clean. It makes you suspicious. Guys like Oscar de La Hoya, you know what I mean? Who's protecting kind of, it makes you suspicious. How can you not be offended when you did this for a living? Were you doing this shit? You know what I'm saying? Like, because a clean fighter will be offended by this shit. A guy who's they're making money. What happened? Because they're making lots of money off them. Well, yeah. That's Big time. You know what I'm saying? But it is what it is. You know, so that's the, hey. That's the subject of the matter of the day. Your boy Nonito is fighting this weekend. Yeah, he's fighting out Carl Frampton. Uh, good fight, you know. Uh, Frampton obviously going to be favored. He's going to Northern Ireland. It's par for the course. Nonito's about 34 years old. This is the normal age. You start aging for a normal fighter who's not on PEDs. 34, 35. So you got to start taking the little chances to make some extra money. So you're cashing out yourself out. I think Nonito in his prime plays with uh, Carl Frampton. I really do. Um, having said that, I think it's a good fight even now. But Frampton in Ireland has that youth energy and whatnot. And Frampton hits pretty hard for his weight. You know, it's a tough fight for Nonito. You know what I'm saying? A tough fight. I think Nonito still has enough to make a good fight of it. Um, but we'll see how much resistance he has left. Because that's the thing. You know, your resistance starts to really give way as, as you get a little older. You know, and, uh, um, and uh, you know, a, a lot of, at a lot younger age than you would if you're on, uh, not on PD. So Nonito, about 34 years old. I'm telling you, he's, gonna, he's probably at an age where, you know, it's part for the course. You, now you're going to Northern Ireland to fight Frampton. In your prime, you were a top-ranked fighter where everybody was coming to Vegas to fight you. You know what I'm saying? Going Naturally, in, natural progression. That's how it goes. Going into rounds 9, 10, 11 in the corner. Yeah. And you're like, why did I fucking sign up for this shit yeah, again? Yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> should have just been exactly. home. Pete knows that was one of the things I was saying. You know what I'm saying? So at the end of my career, you know, so... so in, the, in those rounds. So, you know, it's a, it's a situation where it's, hard, it's harder to dig down, you know. Things start to hurt more as you go through the late rounds and whatnot. Nonito, uh, I think, is, 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 has been a very talented fighter. You know what I know about Nonito? I know what people don't know. You know I mean, this kid was going to be in the Olymp U.S. Olympic team in 2000 at 17 years old. Brian Valoria, who was a good fighter, had won the 1999 World, Cham World Amateur Championships, was the favorite to make the U.S. Olympic team in 2000. And he wound up making the U.S. Olympic team at that weight. It was a uh, junior flyweight or whatever. You know, it was small. Nonito actually beat Valoria in the trials, but got robbed. Okay, the U.S. you know U.S. bullied me. USA boxing and I mean, I in general more political than the pros. If you can even believe how shit that is, imagine how shit that is. Because I don't know where they get their balls big enough to make that political when nobody's getting paid. I don't know how they're getting paid. Maybe behind the scenes people are getting paid because nobody's actually supposed to get paid in the amateurs like that. But regardless, because Valoria had won the 1999 amateur world championships, the U.S. probably felt that you know he's our best chance to get a gold at this weight. We don't want this new upcomer, upcoming 17-year-old. Well, I think he had won the National Junior Olympics. I think Nonito was a National Junior Olympic champion, but they just felt like, you know, it wasn't his time yet, you know? So they felt they like, we're not going to give him the decision. And Valoria took the decision. I uh, went to the Olympics, and Nonito Donaire, I remember, and his brother were, uh, uh, they, they protested. They wouldn't leave the ring for like two hours. They sat in the ring, and they wouldn't leave the ring for like two hours, and they called the delay and whatnot. But I never forgot Nonito Donaire was a 17-year-old flash phenom at that time, you know? They turned pro young because, you know, they got sick of USA Boxing and whatnot. After a protest, you're probably on, on not in good graces with USA Boxing. Anyways, they turned pro young, and Nonito gets beat early in his career by Gabriel Elizondo. Elizondo had actually been a good amateur himself at the, at, at the lower weight classes. So I was like, how the fuck did Nonito and Elizondo end up fighting each other so early? 
early in their careers when these were both top amateurs in the U.S., you know? Because Ornito loses that fight, and then he kind of disappears off to the Philippines and whatnot. And he doesn't show up again. All of a sudden, he pops up when he's fighting Victor Cheney for the title. And I remember telling Pete, nobody knew at that time, Victor Cheney was not going to be one out. I told Pete, bro, I know who this kid is. He's going to knock Victor Cheney out tonight. You know, he, and every people was like, what? You know? And we started telling our friends. Pete, Pete told a couple of his buddies. Everybody made bets. Paulie says, Nonito's not doing it. He's going to knock this kid out. You know what I'm saying? It was like, this kid's going to come out of nowhere. We don't even know who this guy is. But Cheney was at a time where he's knocking everybody out. Sure enough, he made a highlight reel out of him, bro. I think people still YouTube that knockout. You know what I'm saying? So I've, I've, known, about this, I've known about this guy for a long time. You know what I'm saying? So um, coming in, you know, he's been clean. He's, he's done it the right way. He's been a great fighter. Uh, and I think he's been unappreciated, you know, and, and he's a, he's a, he's a family guy, you know, okay, maybe he's not, you know, the most out there guy, you know, maybe people wish want him to be a little more out there or whatnot, but you know what? I, I don't think you judge people on, on their personality because Miguel Cotto also wasn't the most personable guy, right? But as a fighter, he gave you entertainment. I think, you know, he does the same way as a fighter. He gives you entertainment. He's about his family and whatnot. And that's what it is. I think at the end of the day, you know, he's a little past his prime. I still think he makes a good fight of it Saturday with Frampton, you know, so it'll, uh, we'll see. We'll see what we'll see what level Frampton's on. You know, I think I think Frampton's been one of these European guys who's been pretty good, but you know he still hasn't shown a lot. You know what I'm saying? He's a good good win against uh, Leo Santa Cruz. When Lamil, the more Santa Cruz keeps accomplishing, the better that win that looks for for um for uh, Frampton. You know, uh, good win against Quig. You know, Quig is a a tough guy who's you know maybe just come up just short at the high level, but you know he's a uh, he's he's been world class, so he's got a good win against against Quig as well. Um, you know, it's a. Uh, I, I think it's a good fight. There's a nice little style matchup as well. I'm curious about that fight. I think we're gonna cover it on, on the on the Showtime stream. I think we're gonna cover it Saturday as well. So you guys watching on our digital uh, at home, you know, uh, Frampton and uh, and Donier from Northern Ireland. It'll be a oh, good cool. Fight. You know, in the afternoon on Saturday. A lot of action on Saturday, man. Yeah, yeah. and we have Jesse Vargas and Adrian Broner. I don't know who this fuck this new rapper guy is that Broner and him are beefing about. I don't know what's going on with that. I think AB needs to. I think AB needs to just let this some of this shit pass. Though I understand. And listen, if it's all for press and they're both in on it, God bless them both. But really, if it's not and it's really about real beef, this is the kind of shit where at 28, 29 years old, you just gotta let let it be. Okay, let the kid talk shit. He's 21. You know what I'm saying? He'll eventually realize how hard life is and whatnot. From what I heard, the game has punked him, and a couple of the guys in New York have punked this guy anyway. So he's not. He's not. You know, he claims blood and all kinds of gangster shit, but. Word on the street here is that, uh, you know, he's not really as gangster as he tries to play it as he is anyway. Um, but whatever, you know what I'm saying? It's none of my business. It's none of anybody's business. Whatever, you know, he's 21 years old. Yeah, you know, he's 21 years old. And, you know, he's he's let him be, let him act like a 21-year-old that he still has to learn. You know, AB is 28 going on 29 this summer. I think some things you let slide. And I'll give you an example. I had no, I know I'm old, bro. I don't, I'm not on the middle modern music scene anymore like I was even up until like five, six years ago. I'm not on the modern music scene anymore. So like, I don't know what the fuck this guy was until Adrian Broner had beef with him. You know, some of you might, you know, younger than me, and some of you are more in on this young scene and whatnot. But I'm 37, going on 38. I'm not in the scene anymore. You know what I'm saying? So I literally had no fucking clue who this guy was. I had me no either. idea. The last time uh, until, I checked, the king of New York was the king of Brooklyn was Maino. Yeah, this that's what I thought too. From Brooklyn. Yeah. So and you he know, said he better pay respect when he come to his. City. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know how it works. You know, I mean, uh, uh, I know how it works. Yeah. Maino heard that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know exactly how it works. I guess. I mean, <laughs> whatever I guess. jewelry that you have wouldn't have anymore. Yeah. But I mean, I, so I don't know. I don't know how this, uh, how this, how this, how this is gonna go. But you know, it, it's whatever. Some things I think you just gotta let slide. You just gotta be about your about your your kids and about your life, about, about your, your money, business. about your business. A B about business. So just keep it about. Business. And uh, you know, worry about Jesse Vargas. 
in a fight. It's you know, it's a fight people are looking forward to. I think Bruno Vargas is a good fight. I mean, I think Charles Centeno's not a bad fight either. Justin Jamal's been looking awesome. Centeno's a kind of a low key guy, but he's not a bad fighter, you know. And then Javante and Quajar, you know, Quajar kind of slow. He's kind of tailor made for Javante, but you know what? Quajar, decent puncher at featherweight. You know, we'll see what he does coming up the weight. You know, it's a tough bastard though. You know, we'll see what it is. I mean, is this for the WBA regular title again or something? I don't even know. I can't figure out what's going on with the WBA anymore. You know, God bless them. I had their world title, and I actually had their legit one too. And, and of course, now you, you get, that kind of gets lost in the mix. Uh, you, we don't know who the real ones are, or the fake ones are anymore. But, but um, Javon oh. and and uh, and uh, Quajar for one of those WBA titles, I think. It doesn't say title what I'm looking at, but also it says it's only eight rounds. That can't be right either. No, no, no. no. I don't think when Showtime we do eight round fights no. unless, unless it's a pay per view on the card. You know. Uh, so I don't know, you know, so we'll see. I mean, there's all kinds of beefs going on. I mean, there's the, the Charles and Javante Davis were having beef on Instagram, and now they're going to see each other at the weigh-in. And you got the Broner and this uh, 69, uh, 69, 69 boys yeah. uh, guy. You know, what is it, 69 boys? What is his name? 69. 69, yeah. Yeah, one of the 69, 69 boys. I remember them in the 90s. Remember the Tootsie Roll? They Let me see you. Remember? To the left, to the left, to the right, to the right. That's slide, slide. Now dip, baby, baby dip. Now dip, baby, dip. <laughs> I see, I feel a woo coming up. <laughs> see your tootsie roll. Let me see your tootsie roll. They were called the 6'9"? 69 69 boys, yeah. 69. With, a, with a Z, 69. Come on, you guys out there, you old school hip hoppers, you know what I'm talking about. Everybody yes. remember the 69 boys. Ask Morrow on, on, the, on, on the telecast on Saturday. You're old, Seth. Yeah, I know tootsie roll. So that's the only sixteen. That's the only sixty-nine guys I remember. Uh, sixty-nine boys. This new six-nine guy. I don't know him. But like I said, going back to the point I was making, this is why AB has to let this pass. He's got to be all bigger and more mature about it. Because literally, you're more famous than this guy. This guy's using you to get press, and I am one. I'm sure of about many who had no clue who the fuck this guy was, and now I know who he is. You know, because of AB, I know who he is. You know what I'm saying? So let this shit slide. Let it go. You know, there's nothing. You don't need this street shit. You're, you're past that. You got to be about your business, about your family. You're trying to finish out your career with money. So go into the second part of your prime because literally, literally, it beats 28 going, uh, 20, uh, 28 going on 29 this year. So literally, he has a second half of his prime still left if he, if he plays it smart, he plays it the right way. Yeah, but he's crazy. I understand, but you have a second half of your prime still left. So maybe you say you learned all your lessons the first half of your prime. You still have a second half of your prime. Let's say his prime goes to about 33. You make money, millions of dollars, so you're 33 years old. You put that money away from now till you're 33. You're all right, bro. You know, what so I mean? but you gotta be smart now. You gotta stop being smart now. You know? Paul, he's crazy. He's crazy. He's a crazy person. I know. I know. I know. But you know, I mean, it's, you know, it's, we're hoping for the maturity to come out. There's yeah. no maturity. He's nuts. Yeah. Well, you know. Well, you know. Sometimes life has a way of teaching us. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so we'll see. see what happens. You know, we'll see what happens. Fine. See how that plays out. You know. But I'm looking forward to this card Saturday night. Uh, we also got uh, Lemire Khan and Phil Greco. The return of Lemire Khan, find my boy Phil Greco. Uh, it's uh, it's in Liverpool. Uh, a lot a lot of chatter going on in England uh, for that fight as well. Um, so uh, you know, good luck to both of those guys. Obviously, Phil's my boy, but I have a lot of respect for Amir. Everybody's curious to see how Amir will look coming off a two year layoff, a bad knockout against Canelo, who you know who knows may have been doped even back then. You know, well, Khan uh, said, "I hope he was clean for our fight." Well, <laughs> I wanted to say, "I doubt it," but <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you know, so uh, at, at the end of the day, you know, I, I think that's going to be an interesting watch as well because Phil is a durable guy. People are going to say, "Oh, he got stopped by uh, Spence." He took the fight with Spence on three days' notice. I mean, what you expect? And he actually had a good first round. He, had a, he fought a good first round against Spence, no less. And it's Spence, of course. Yeah. 
So I mean, so it's uh, it'll be interesting to see, especially if, if Phil can take Amir some rounds. We'll see. Uh, you know, we'll see if uh, if there's any uh, chinks in the armor for Amir, uh, especially at this point in his career. Career off a two-year layoff, and you know, living a good life and whatnot, in Dubai riding and all that other stuff, you know. So, we'll see times when you live that good, you don't want to be in those trench wars, you know. Or if I'm here, can skill it and maybe avoid the trench war. You see, uh, we'll see about that. You know, uh, that, I think that's an interesting fight as well on Saturday. Uh, that's on the ESPN app. I heard, you know, Russian all over ESPN, but they do have this app where they're going to get foreign fights. So, ESPN app is going to have uh, Conor Lagreco, and uh, on the Showtime Digital, we're going to have uh, Frampton and Donaire in the daytime, and then everybody check us out at night for the Barclays Center card. Uh, main evented by Adrian Broner and Jesse Vargas. So a good show, uh, a good day of boxing on Saturday, man. Hey, what are you thinking about? Um, I, I'm looking. What do you? I'm just. I'm really looking forward to you guys know I'm a big Lomachenko fan. Lomachenko fan. Uh, the Lomachenko Linares fight. Have you guys thought about that at all yet? Lomachenko Linares. That's a good fight. You know, I think Lomachenko is a bit fresher. Uh, Linares is still a good fighter. I think it's going to be a good fight, nonetheless. I think Lomachenko is probably the fresher guy, so you go with him. They're both ex-featherweights, so I don't know how much natural size Lenatis has on Lomachenko. I think it's a good fight. I just think I go with the fresher Lomachenko, and that's not a knock on Lenatis, who's had a, a brilliant career. I think, actually, the Lenatis is going to have some good moments in the first like the first few rounds. and then yeah, I it's think possible. Lomachenko, I don't know. Lomachenko takes yeah, over. Yeah, it's possible. I, just, I don't know how much Lenatis has left. You know, and He gets he, he he beat up with his, yeah. like, his face. And yeah, stuff. Lenatis gets beat up. A little bit a uh, takes a lot of shots more so than he would. You know, he's got a, he's got a beautiful boxing skill, but he doesn't use his jab enough. You know, and then that's the almost like an illusion because he get and that's why he gets hit more than you would assume a guy with his pretty style would get hit. You know, and that's why he's been knocked out randomly and stuff. You know, he takes. You know, he's. I, I think for the jab that he has, he doesn't use it the way he should sometimes. You know, and I think Lomachenko being a southpaw and being using all these crazy angles will probably take advantage of something like that. You know, but I think it's a good fight, and I think people will be entertained by it, and I think people, you know, just rightfully look look forward to it. And I, I like. Lomachenko looks impressive in this fight. Fight happen. What's that, Pete? I like that they call each other out and they actually step up to the plate and make the fight happen. The the best <laughs> weight class fighting the best in the weight class. That's what we're, that's what this is all about. And if Lomachenko happens to look in, impressive in this fight, do you guys think it's a possibility of him fighting Garcia? Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know about oh, that. According to Floyd, uh, he gets Javante next. We'll see. Oh, I, that is. I, I believe that when I see it. Yeah. We'll see. Well, you know, Floyd, if, if Javante keeps up the antics, Floyd might be getting tired of Javante. That's the only reason right. why he might, he might take a gamble and try to put Javante in with him at that point, you know? So we'll see. We'll see how that plays out, you know? So uh, you know, well, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say for sure. Uh, he this the Javante and Lomachenko fight wouldn't happen, you know, because if you see a guy like Javante who's kind of going off the wayside, you probably want to match him with the hardest fight now and cash get the cash out on him instead of him ending up, him winding up fucking up and cashing out against the Jesus Quajars of the world or somebody like that where you're gonna you know get a lot less feet, less bang for your buck, you know. So uh, you know it, it might be uh, an opportunity to uh, you know for for Javante to show his medal and you know maybe uh. You know, show what he's really got, and maybe get himself together. Sometimes a moment like that in your career matures you, and uh, you know gets you ready for a, uh, you know, a, a big moment uh, that that maybe you weren't sure about, but you know that that's where you go up when you and you find your that maturity level. You know, he's hoping that Javante does that. You know, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. It's like when uh when Bobby Chess had a fight Mustafa Hamshaw. It didn't work out too well. Who? Bobby Chess had a fight Mustafa Hamshaw. That was his, he was undefeated. Did he? Mustafa. Yeah. Beat. I don't know. This. I don't know they fought. That's what. That's the first guy. That, that was his first big test. He was like the up and comer, and he got what happened. He got beat. I think he got, I don't know if he got stopped, but he got beat pretty good. 
Bobby did? Yeah. yeah. You got to look that up. You got to look that up. Because Bobby Chess is a cruiserweight, and then Mustafa Hamtramck is a middleweight. Why is this not making sense to me? Because Bobby Chess was a middleweight. Bobby Chess was a middleweight? Yes. Pro? Am I wrong? Oh, yeah. Let me see. Yeah, a little wrong. <laughs> Am I? Yeah, a little bit. What the fuck? You stuttering prick you? What the fucking... Maybe I just talked Muhammad instead of Mustafa Ham show? Could it be any Muhammad? Show. Who's the fight he lost? Let me see. His first loss. I'm right, you bastards. 1982, Mustafa Ham show. Eat it! Against against Bobby Chess? You're damn right. What All weight? Right. What weight? That was 160. I'm pretty sure. You guys owe me. Uh, you guys owe 80, me an I mean, eighty-two should be one sixty because Ham showed fought Hagler, I think, in eighty-three. No. Yes. Bobby Chess jumped up to cruiserweight after that. He started. <laughs> he started in middleweight. Ham show fought Hagler. Uh, and then heavyweight, even he fought two Hagler. years later. Two years after, he, a year and a half after, he, two two years after he beat Chess. Wow. Lovely. Right. Well, you know what? This is before my time. That's why we have a <laughs> job. Uh, guys so yeah, I was born in 82, you old piece of shit. <laughs> I'll accept your apology. That's, that's, that's <laughs> yeah. about as good as it's going to get, right? Really an apology, sir. Actually, Hampshire fought Hagler twice. Yes. Back then, back then, you didn't get shitted on for keeping the title and not moving up and weight because, you know, people were actually, there weren't as many PDs as there are now, you know? So, so like, you know, you didn't, it wasn't a common theme to just jump 40 weight classes. So, so when Hag- Hagler kept the middleweight title for eight years and kept it for so long that Hampshire Got a shot at Hagler, lost, worked his way back up the rankings to become the number one contender to fight Hagler again. Nobody complained and said, oh, this guy already beat him. When are you going to move up and wait? You know, when are you going to go fight Michael Spinks and like heavyweight or something, you know? Like, nobody was complaining because people actually had fucking brains in their head. They weren't, they weren't PED dick suckers like all these fans and media guys are now, you know? So, so you know, you, you could go by that and it was normal, you know? And Hagler had an eight-year reign at middleweight and nobody broke his balls and that's it. He goes down as a Hall of Fame great, you know? Yeah, Hampshire had two big wins uh, to get that rematch. He beat Chez, who was undefeated and a hot prospect, and then he beat Benit- Wilfred Benitez, who's yes, a shot natural with- welterweight. I've, uh, I've seen that fight, actually. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, Benitez was shot. Benitez got beat by uh, Davey Moore, too. I don't know. Yeah, he, got, he was shot at the point, yeah. It's a shame. Benitez was such a good fighter, man. One of the guys, one of my favorites to watch. Really, what, a, what a cerebral fighter. They call him El, El Radar. Radar. Radar, yeah. Yeah. I don't think you'll ever see a 17-year-old champion of the world again. Yeah, I mean, just, just what, a, what a talent. I mean, anybody would love want to see real cerebral boxing. Watch his performance against Roberto Duran. I mean, freaking underrated. What a, what, a, what, a, what a master boxer. Unbelievable. And he got stopped against Leonard. I think it was the 15th round. Yeah, 15. I think that was an early stoppage. They should probably just let him, should have probably just let him uh, finish out on points. And, uh, anybody watch that fight? I think the referee was a little bit retarded. He got caught up in the hole. Let's give one of the title on a knockout so it looks better type of thing, you know. One of those things because that was absolutely like – it was like 10 seconds left in the fight. I mean, it was like yeah. – man, he wasn't really hurt like that. He took a shot. But he was bleeding mainly from my headbutt uh, from on his forehead. You know, I don't I, – I, I, I don't know. I, I, I watched that video, and I, I still question every time I watch it. Like, why the fuck is this guy stopping this fight? I have no idea why he's stopping this fight, you know. Leonard's going to win on points, though. He's ahead in, like, you know, three or four rounds, I would say, you know. So he's going to win the fight. And he had a real close fight with Hearns, too. Yep, yep. Well, no, Hearns, you know, Hearns is, Hearns is just a, a, a freak uh, a stance, you know, a freak, uh, freak build and physique. And it was tough even for Benitez to, to really box him. But the fact that he was able to go 15 rounds with that kind of puncher, uh, box him well enough to, you know, go that round. You know, it was hard. It was hard to deal with Hearns, man. That jab was just long and rangy. And then that big right hand, you know, you had to always be aware of it. It was just really hard to 
to really make Hearns pay in that in those weight classes. Very, very difficult. I mean, as a matter of fact, even Leonard lost more rounds than he won against Hearns in two fights. You know, you got Ro- Leonard, let's face it, Leonard. Hearns got robbed in the rematch when he called it a draw. It was, a, it was an easy uh, Hearns win. And Hearns was ahead in the first fight when he got knocked out. So, literally, I mean, anybody you're going to go up against at those weight classes, up until middleweight when uh, Hearns fought Hagler, you mean it's hard to deal with Hearns at those weights. You know, it's just, he just, he, you know, it's crazy. And then, and Hearns broke his hand against Hagler. Somebody, everybody chooses to forget. I, I found out, like, Maybe like a few years ago, I found like a few years ago, Hearns broke his hand against Hagler. I was I was so pissed off because I was like, why don't any of these fucking mutts ever mention the fact that this guy broke his hand against Hagler? That probably changed the way the fight goes. He you broke I mean? his head on that. He broke his hand on that boulder of a head. Respect to Hagler, guy. though. Obviously, respect to Hagler. I mean, a war. What a, what a fun fight, but. Damn it, bro. None, none of you fucking mutts that were there like ever mentioned the fact that a guy broke his hand. I mean, nobody even mentions that part that it probably had a big impact on, like on, how, that, on how that fight ends, <laughs> how that fight goes. And, like it's not, you know, like it's it's not important. Yeah. It's crazy. His hands, it's one crazy. of his hands is broke, but I mean, yeah. you, you got another The right one. hand is broke. <laughs> but you got another one. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Whatever. So that's the show for this week, guys. Uh, we hope, uh, you know, everybody happy with, uh, with, with us. Two in a row. Two in a row. I'm going to try to download this anchor thing, all right? Two in a row. Keep it going. All right, I'm gonna Stop. be in England next week. I'm doing that Ultimate Boxer show. It's sort of a of a, of a hybrid of Prize Fighter, but we're gonna do it better. Um, and then uh, uh, the week after, we're doing uh, I'm gonna be on the Sky uh, Sports Boxing broadcast of the Bellu versus Hay rematch. Uh, for if you're in the US, AWE will carry that fight. It will carry the Sky feed, so I will be on it. All right. So and then I'll be in Italy the week after that. So you guys aren't gonna aren't gonna see me in the US for a while. So I'll try to catch you guys on the phone. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. What are you doing? Ultimate what? What is that? Ultimate Boxer with two X's. What's that? It's a tournament, one-night tournament, uh, three-round fights each, uh, all prospects. Uh, this time we have all undefeated prospects, and, uh, you know, it's for guys who are lesser who are lesser known, guys who are trying to get through and break through into uh, no more known prospects. You can be signed. You can be unsigned. But the bottom line is that, you know, they're trying to – it's a one-night tournament, and uh, you get a, you know uh, – Cash prize if you win, you know less money if you lose. Uh, it depends how far you get into the tournament. It takes three. It takes three fights in one night to win the whole tournament. Where, where do we see this? Manchester, England. It's on Spike in the UK. In the US, right now you beat. But if we get good ratings on in England, uh, in the first couple of shows we'll do, we'll, uh, we're actually going to plan on bringing it over to the US. But little by little, you know, it's a different concept. It's not a world class boxing, but it's hungry young. Uh, undefeated or good good records uh, boxers who are floating below the radar so they're hungry to be noticed and I think that makes for some fun fights alright then beautiful alright that's what we'll do alright 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 two shot, two fights in a row how do you guys say in the in the Jews Lachayim right Lachayim alright alright guys God bless you now, bless you later see ya.